You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with Brian Hoke, our MLB.com Yankees reporter. Plenty to talk about, Brian, because the Yankees dominated at the New York chapter BBWAA dinner. It was Sunday night here in Manhattan. Um, Obviously, it's the New York Writers Association, so Yankees, Mets, always a part of it, but not necessarily as dominant as the Yankees were this time around. Um, A lot of that because of the star power that this team has put together heading into 2018. So we're going to work our way through some of the speeches, and we'll start with the National League most valuable player who was not a member of the Yankees when he won that award, Giancarlo Stanton, of course, with the Marlins, but he was a Yankee as he accepted the award. Tom Verducci with the introduction on Sunday night. Let's listen in. Anyway, you look at it, it was a truly amazing year, and just as importantly, if not more so, I think he's one of the finest gentlemen in Major League Baseball. New York, you're going to love this guy. He's going to keep you in your seat when you know his spot's coming around in the batting order. And he's going to get you out of your seat many, many times when he gets a hold of one, maybe even all the way to Hoboken. It's my pleasure to present the 2017 National League Most Valuable Player, and now from the New York Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton. This was always something I, I, I figured I could do, but you, you, don't, uh, you don't consider yourself in the situation until you're actually here. So, um, it uh, it still gives me goosebumps hearing it, and and um, I, I've always been appreciative of of the sport and, and all the guys uh, that compete against me and with me, just um, watching their craft and and seeing um, you know how baseball works in such a different dynamic, uh, all all different uh, shapes, sizes, uh, doesn't matter, it uh, it fits. So um, I, I'm so thankful for this, and and once it once I got the announcement and it happened, I. Uh, uh, the how thankful I was just doubled. You know, I, I I wanted everyone to know in my life that helped me get to this point um, how much they meant to me and hope and I was and you know down the line I was like I hope he knows how much uh, uh, he he's meant in my life and my my career and uh, you know I hope they truly believe um, what I've done is for them and and I want to thank my parents. Uh, for being here uh, and putting up w- with me uh, through through everything, um, you know, uh, Dad, you've uh, you know you you've you've dragged me off the couch for some um, you know well-deserved butt whoopings too, but uh, mainly mainly to to get me out and, and throw uh, th- throw balls over and over and over again, bucket after bucket. Um, after uh, that nine to five every day, sitting in traffic, coming home uh, in traffic, then getting me off the couch to to throw until the sun goes down, driving around, uh, trying to find an open park, an open rec field, any any dirt place that he can throw. I mean, never with any um, uh, L screen, never <laughs> there. So, so I think. Uh, Opposing pitchers should thank you because I've, I've never practiced hitting, hitting it straight up the middle, low, low and at him. So that, I think that's my dad's fault for that. 
Um, but but really, thank you um, for for all you've done, and and the I, I think you enjoyed it more than I did uh, over those years. He he would never. Um, if I wanted to do another one, he'd keep going. He'd have to, I'd sometimes be like, Dad, I'm done. You know, he'd be like, hey, I'm ready to go. I, I got the, the, the bootleg slider and the, the changeup ready to go. Um, but, but again, thank you. And uh, the, this has been a, an amazing ride, and, and I'm excited to be here in New York and experience some, you know, the big city bright lights, and it's going to be a lot of fun for me. A good speech there from Stanton Bryan. He talked a lot about the relationship with his father and working with his father, his father making him put in the extra work growing up to kind of help him get to this point. And he said his dad, he thinks, enjoyed it a lot more than he did, actually, which is fun. But uh, but he was there, and he was there next to Aaron Judge all night. Yeah, and uh, just being a member of the audience, getting to watch them interact, uh, it's hard not to get excited about what's going to happen this spring. And and during the season, you know, that, that speech was just kind of one snippet of the evening. But uh, watching them share dinner, a lot of jokes going back and forth, uh, you know, kind of interacting with each other. And, and Stanton's the guy that Judge has looked up to for years. You know, when, when Judge was drafted, uh, there were a lot of comparisons drawn between him and Stanton. And he's always thought of himself as kind of a, a Stanton light. Um, you know, there was an example of a guy who went to the majors, had the similar type build, and was able to succeed. So I, I think Judge is going to follow Stanton around a lot this spring. I think there's a lot they can learn from each other. Absolutely. And you mentioned they were next to each other because Judge was also honored on Sunday night, Aaron Judge, obviously the American League Rookie of the Year. Bob Costas was on hand. Of course, he's heading to Cooperstown this summer. Costas introduced Judge. Let's hear from the two of them. A triple crown at the baseball writers' dinner. The Rookie of the Year, the New York Player of the Year, joining Mantle and Maris and Jeter and DiMaggio and on and on, and the Toast of the Town Award recently won by Matt Harvey, who might have taken it a bit too seriously, but that's, that's, a different, that's a different subject. All three awards go to Aaron Judge. First off, I want to say I'm a little, little upset at my teammates. I wish I would have got you know, CC and Stan. I wish I would have got the memo about the, you know, the custom tuxedos. I, I thought we were going with the, the rented tuxedo look, but... Um, but first, you know, congratulate everybody up here on the dais. You know, your hard work and your careers and... This past season does not go unnoticed. Um, you know, thank the writers, you know, this, for this opportunity and everything you guys do in this Rookie of the Year award. Um, an award like this is never, never an individual award. You know, it's always a group effort uh, from the people that support us, you know, day in and day out. You know, that's why I just want to thank, you know, my mom and dad who are in attendance, you know, for all the love and support you've given me over the years. You know, I can never repay you guys, you know, from the baseball tournaments you've dri driven to, the times I've forgotten my cleats at home and having to drive back and get them, it's uh, thank you. You know, Paige, David, your guys' families, you know, always being one call away. If it doesn't matter if it's 6 a.m. or 3 a.m., you guys have always been there for me. Um, so thank you for that support. Um, and the, the Yankees, you know, all my teammates, the whole organization, uh, you know, thank you for this opportunity. You know, I thought my days were numbered with the Yankees, actually, before I even stepped on the field. Uh, back in 2013, after I got drafted, I got a chance to hit BP with the team in Oakland. I was excited, I was nervous, uh, you know, get a chance to meet some future Hall of Famers, you know, Mariano Rivera, Andy Pettit, get a chance to meet CeCe, you know, I was excited and nervous. Um, so I was out in the outfield with Brett Gardner, we're taking, you know, ground balls, throwing the second base before the game, and, 
he goes up there, fields it clean, nice one hop to second base, kind of gives me a look like that's, that's how you do a rookie. And um, I go up there and I'm so nervous. I'm thinking about, okay, left foot, right foot, get your arm up, don't overthrow him, you know, don't throw it too low. And I forgot about feeling the ball. And it went, rolled right past me, went 10 feet past me. And, you know, I thought that was it. I thought I was done. I thought they were going to release me right there. But, uh, you know, thank you for this opportunity never giving up on me. And also the city of New York, you know, embracing me, you know, all the fans, you know, support day in and day out. You know, even when we're struggling, you know, you guys are still there for us. So I just want to say thank you to you guys. And, Brian, the funniest part of that speech, I think, was Judge looking back on 2013 when he was first drafted by the Yankees and got to kind of shag some balls in the outfield and uh, didn't do so well in front of the Yankees uh, roster at the time, including Brett Gardner. He laughed about that, said that he thought he was no longer going to be part of the organization right there on day one. But all in good fun, and his, his personality continues to shine at all of these moments. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge is what you think he is. And I think that uh, a lot of guys, when the red light of the camera is off, and uh, they, they might take on a little different personality. But I think this is that, who Aaron Judge is. And he's, he's such a humble, kind of introspective guy. And I, I don't think that uh, Yankee fans could pick a better guy to kind of anchor their hopes on for the future. But I, I remember that day that Judge was in Oakland. I was there. And, uh, uh, I think that uh, a lot of his teammates, I remember Mark Teixeira and a few other guys kind of gawking at him in the batting cage. He hit some tape measure shots during batting practice. And, of course, there was that uh, that ball that got away, and Judge had to go chase it down to the wall in center field. But, um, I, obviously, he has recovered from that uh, in quite a, a impressive way. And I, I think all Yankee fans should be excited about what this guy can do in the future, not just uh, 2018, but beyond. Obviously, there was plenty of talk about the current Yankees at the dinner with Judge and Stanton being around, but there was also a look back on Yankees of the past, including the 1998 team, really one of the all-time great teams in baseball history, 114 wins along with the World Series title. David Cohn was on hand along with Brian Cashman. They accepted the Willie Mickey and the Duke Award that's awarded every year. Let's listen in on Cohn and Cashman. From start to finish, the hallmarks of the 1998 Yankees was confidence over arrogance. Everyone contributed and did so without ego. This was a team that will be remembered as a group of unselfish, clutch, and winning players who trusted each other. To accept the Willie, Mickey, and the Duke Award, representing the 1998 world champion New York Yankees, please welcome David Cohn and Brian Cashman. Who's better, the 98 Yankees or the 86 Mets? Daryl Strawberry was on our bench. <laughs> Enough said, right? I mean, that's, that's how deep the 98 Yankees were. Strawberry came off the bench, hit 26 home runs. Tim Raines, a Hall of Famer, came off the bench, hit almost 300. Homer Bush, a young, you talk about the blend, and you know, the, the catchphrase now, Tommy, right, is uh, roster construction, right? Well, there's never been a better roster constructed. It was Brian Cashman's first year on the job. He started well. That's probably why he's still here as general manager, still doing very well, one of the best in the business. It was a magical year, a deep team, a roster construction for the ages. So all the general managers, if you're looking at depth, if you're looking at trying to get the right pieces to fit together, that is the blueprint, the 98 Yankees. We would go on to win 125 games and lose only 50, which was remarkable. The team was unstoppable. Uh, and even to the point where the trade deadline, I, I Closed my eyes and, and fought hard to not trade for Randy Johnson, believe it or not, a, uh, who would not want a Randy Johnson from the Seattle Mariners. We were scared to death he was going to go to Jim Tomey's 
wherever Jim is on one side or the other, and his Cleveland Indians, which was our nemesis at the time. Uh, but he wound up thankfully going to Houston instead. But that, that team, which David was a leader of, was spectacular and just could not be denied every step of the way. So it was just a special, special group of people with a common goal. Best part of that speech, Brian, was a shot at the 86 Mets, which it's tough to take a shot at, obviously, <laughs> the 86 Mets. Another team that could be in the discussion as an all-timer, obviously the team that won 100 games and a World Series title, but uh, Cohn making the point that Daryl Strawberry was on the bench for the 98 Yankees, and obviously he was a star of the 86 Mets. No, he's right, and uh, it's hard to one-up that, but yeah, that was just a really special Yankee team, and and that was a force. Um, you know, the, the fact that they started off one and four, and George Steinbrenner was panicking. He's got a rookie general manager in Brian Cashman, and he rem- he actually uh, Steinbrenner was ready to make a change five games in. He thought that uh, he'd made a mistake at the GM, and uh, Gene Michael was going to have to come back and take over for Cashman. But obviously, uh, the Yankees turned out to be just fine. They straightened things out, and uh, just a special year for Yankee fans. You know. Uh, you're not going to see that again. I know that the Seattle Mariners obviously had a similar season in 2001, but I really think that that's the high point of that dynasty. And for that team to win 96, 98, 99, 2000, I mean, that was just a special run for the Yankees. But 98, uh, I think that is going to be really hard to top. And uh, I'm not sure we're going to see a Yankee team quite like that again. Pretty much sums up uh, Steinbrenner as well. That's amazing. Four games in, and you're not the manager you're the general manager, and you're suddenly <laughs> on the hot seat. I mean, it's one thing to look at the manager. Okay, what's he done in these games? What what moves is he making? But the general manager just put this team together. I mean, that's amazing, especially when it was a team that was obviously already successful in the couple of years before that. All right, let's look ahead to 2018 a little more um, as this team continues to round out the roster. Danny Espinoza gets a minor league deal with a spring training invite. It's an interesting move. Espinosa in recent years has been a guy that hasn't been able to put up a good average, but he has been able to produce some power at times. Um, I feel like could be keeping a seat warm for a little bit on this Yankees team in 2018, or maybe he doesn't even make the team. It'll be interesting, but it's a name that people have heard of. It's a guy who's obviously had success in the majors. For sure. This is a guy who has been there and, and done it a little bit. But, yeah, as you mentioned, I think it's almost a question of who's keeping the lineup warm for Glaber Torres. And what, it could just be as, as little as 14 games because that's uh, how long the Yankees would have to keep Torres down in the minors and to, to add another year. You've seen that uh, with guys like Chris Bryan in the past. And I, I think that's probably the route that they're going to go with Torres considering he's coming off Tommy John surgery. I think they're going to they're gonna give him a fair shot to make the team. And, look, if he hits 520 in spring training, maybe – they decide they can't go north without him. But I think 14 games in the minors is a small price to pay. So guys like uh, Danny Espinosa, like a Jace Peterson, these guys are going to come in. They're going to have a legit chance to, to be on the big league roster, but their stay might be pretty short. Um, the Yankees have a bunch of guys, you know, Ronald Torres, Thyro Estrada, Tyler Wade. We've talked about Miguel Andahar at third base. Uh, it, there's going to be tight competition to come in and win a spot on this Yankee team. So I, I think that there's a chance that you might see some of these guys in April, but it might just be early April uh, because Glaber Torres is coming. Uh, he, he is legit, and uh, it's not going to take him too long to fight his way back from AAA if that's where he winds up. Yeah, and if you're Danny Espinosa, you hope to have a great spring and hang on as long as you can and at least impress enough other teams 
that uh, when if things do happen that way, you could maybe end up somewhere else as well. One thing to finish up on, and it's a kind of a dark note here, Oscar Gamble passed away as we record this podcast on Wednesday, earlier on Wednesday. Uh, he played seven seasons with the Yankees. He didn't come up with the Yankees, but found his way to the Bronx later in his career. Um, a guy that was known for obviously some power and maybe more than that for an impressive hairdo. I mean, an incredible <laughs> afro, really, um, along with that. But uh, uh, obviously always sad to see a player like Oscar Gamble pass. Yeah, for sure. I got to know Oscar a little bit down at the Yankees fantasy camps. Uh, I, I was down there a couple times on assignment, and he was uh, just a great storyteller, great to be around, really enjoyed his uh, his company, getting to know him a little bit. I, those Yankee teams of the 70s just uh, – I, you know, I don't think you could be around those teams and not come away with some great stories. But uh, I just have this picture in my head of that 1976 Topps traded card with the, the airbrushed Yankee helmet on uh, Oscar Gamble and the huge afro coming out the sides. And But uh, he, he was really a, a genuine guy, um, a, a terrific power hitter. Uh, you know, you're, <laughs> we're talking about the baseball card, but this guy could hit the ball. Uh, put some in the upper deck at Yankee Stadium for sure, and uh, yeah, he will be missed. You know, baseball's lost another great one, and uh, it's been a tough week uh, with Kevin Towers passing away. Uh, now Oscar Gamble back-to-back days, a uh, really rough week for baseball, and uh, tough to take. Yeah, certainly has been. Uh, 68 years old, Oscar Gamble, a great career uh, in a lot of different cities, but the majority of them with the New York Yankees. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.